time for the January 28th edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, a free-form mash of current events broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the cumbersome campus of the University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Mike Caspar. And we're just so happy to be here today with our lovely little doggy. Mahler. Mahler. Come here, boy. Come, Come on. Here. Come here, boy. That's a good boy. Woo. Give me a kiss. Ow. Jeez. <laughs> he, <laughs> he is excitable, isn't he? He is. A, I, I, I love that about Mahler, but he's... Uh, he drew blood. Uh, that's what he does. You got to be careful. You know when, when, when you haven't gotten to the news, he gets very, very anxious. He mm-hmm. starts. He wants you to get going. Uh, he wants to be depressed. He wants to be depressed. Mm-hmm. We're here to. That's and that's what, what we're, we're here to do. Yeah, we are. As opposed to all the other okay. morning uh, shows your, that you can tune pick into. Pick your poison. And, pick your and poison. Get, a, get go, go elevated. On. Yes, we're here to depress you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Domestic, international. Domestic, international. Shall we flip a coin? Yes, flip a coin. Call it in the air. Okay. Heads. What's, what was heads? It was uh, it was uh, Franklin Roosevelt. I like dimes. That's domestic. Okay, it's domestic. Got it. All right, it, the, uh, domestic it is. Uh, State of the Union. Ooh. Did you watch it? I I, I kn- never watched State of the I, Union I, because I, they're just a dog and pony show. <laughs> I mean, I read the State of the Union and yeah. and and I hate the commentary because then that's just even worse. Yeah. And you know, uh, everybody, he, yeah, he I, didn't say what I expected him to say. <laughs> he said more than we could ever hope for. <laughs> what? You know, he's been working for two years. It's like, isn't that what we're supposed to gauge people on? Say you had a job. Yeah. And, and you work for, you know, several years at this job. Yeah. And then, then every year you had to come out and tell people what it is that everything was about. And it made you so great at doing your job. Yeah. And what, or, are, you you know, what are you going to say? Yeah, what you're are you going to say? You're yeah. going to hope for the best. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's what he did. I mean, it was, it, I, from what I hear, it was a, a very fine speech. He, well. And, he, and he's a good orator. He's a good orator. Yeah. I mean, he'd have to have a stroke, really, uh, <laughs> while he was giving the State of the Union to have a bad speech. Um, yeah. What he, I, I or like, be Ronald Reagan. Or be Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, I like I like the uh, the comments afterwards. He seemed disinterested. He this, just didn't it, seem to have the. I just didn't feel like this was the kind of speech that he should have given. Uh, what disinterested? Is, no, they'll say things like that. It's just that it doesn't seem like the Did kind they of speech. Say he was disinterested. Yeah, or, or well, he didn't have the energy. I, I mean, I heard this stuff. What does that mean? And by the way, but the one I liked, uh, the one I just mentioned, which is, you know, that's not the speech I thought he should have given. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who cares what you thought? What is yeah. that? What, what sort of fantasy? In fact, I wrote is... the speech for him and sent it in to him, and well, he turned it down. He apparently. turned it up for some reason. Um, well, anyway, uh, there was a lot of discussion in the State of the Union about uh, the overcoming partisan differences and job creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looking to the future, what did he call it? Uh, uh, winning the future. Winning the future. Yeah, which we're going to get to. I want you to. There's a. There's an acronym for winning the future. Winning the future. The World Wrestling Federation. Uh, almost World Theatrical Federation. Hmm. It's a. It's a. It's a bunch of thespians. Are they uh, taking offense? At no, no. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with our. Our. our uh, Sometime part-time governor from the state of Alaska, Sarah Palin. Uh-huh. She called it the WTF moments in the speech. Uh-huh. See, she took his winning the future 
And then in an interview she did with Sean Hannity after the, she kept calling it the WTF speech. Uh-huh. Okay, well, we all, I think most of us know what the act- the other acronym, I mean, the other WTF stands for. And she World kept Wildlife she, Federation. Yeah, she kept she kept repeating it over and over, uh-huh. so that what it, she wasn't talking about winning the future. She was talking yeah. about the other interpretation. Other, oh, really? Yes, huh. it was obvious. I watched. I happened to see it because it's on twenty four hours a day, seven days a week at my house. Well, you know, but, but that it, Palin it, family, they give them an acronym and they'll they take just go it a anywhere. Little crazy. Right, yeah. But I, I don't, let's talk anyway. It, he he talked about the the stuff national priorities job creation f- new future of technology etc cetera, etc cetera. and all of the people in from the house and senate uh-huh. not all they were mixed it wasn't republicans on one side and democrats yeah. on the other what did you think of that it was mixed what's i supposed to think you know these are grown men what yeah. they don't like to <laughs> change seats once in a while i know I know. Okay, enough about that it's because a, I think it's, it's so just childish. It's, there. It, it really is so is childish. So. It just says something about the state of our politics that this is a big deal. Yeah, that they're actually, they actually well, they're yeah. sitting next to yeah. one another. Yeah, unbelievable. It's a symbol. Okay, well, the the response that the Republicans' response was given by a guy named. You know, maybe if they like French kissed each other, I would see that as a as something that. Well, that would be yeah. a, a leap in one direction. I'm not sure if it would be forward or what depends on if it got beyond first base i think that would be i think that would be the thing that would me well that would be newsworthy it would be newsworthy um so paul ryan the uh, gave the official republican response and he said that yeah as opposed to the <laughs> he said uh, he said something about obamacare and yeah, blah, 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 and blah. government spending and we're all gonna die i think that's what he said pretty much how much time do they spend on? How much taxpayer bucks go into the production of these things? Well, do we it, really need a state? We can look around. We know what the State of the Union is. It's so presumptuous, as if after reading the paper and watching the news and reading, you know, having all these cable news channels telling us the State of the Union and every point of view we could possibly want. Yeah. We need to be told what the State of the Union is? Well, we need to be told by the guy in charge. Don't oh, yeah. you think that the guy in charge should say it once in a while, hey, I, I, this is what I'd like to do? I don't mind that he's giving he a speech. He doesn't have a big State of the Union and put all this pomp and circumstance together. Have a, Just have a nice little press conference. Though Can't people pay attention? I, I think that's the problem. People can't pay attention to anything unless you give it a name. Right. And, and, it, and make it on prime time. It's and, the Super Bowl of, of Obama's yeah, year. Right. It's not even that. Yeah, the Super Bowl, at least, at least the two best teams, I suppose, playing each other. This yeah. is just a recap. It's it's kind of like an exhibition league game. Well, it is it's, an exhibition it, game. It's become, by the way, this is the award season, right? We've got the Golden Globes, the Academy Awards, uh-huh. all the different movie awards. Yeah, this is becoming like an award ceremony. Yeah, you know, where we're, we're the in the award season without without giving them anything except except for when that Republican congressman last year yelled out, "You liar." Now, what do, that was fun. Why do they all like rush forward to shake his hand? Haven't these people ever shaken his hand before? It's okay. You know why they do it? Because it's because, supposed to look. We're supposed to go. Ooh, he's important. Everybody important uh, wants to shake his. We hand. We have a local Congress member named Loretta Sanchez uh-huh. who has made it her mission uh-huh. to stand in that aisle. Basically, yeah. she gets there two days in advance. Is she there with her pussy? Uh, she sometimes will bring her pussy with uh-huh. her. So I've I've seen pictures of her and her. 
pussy. So well, yeah, yeah on, on her Christmas yeah, card, her Christmas she always card. brings yeah. her pussy yeah. into the scene. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And I, and it's yeah, I, I'm I'm glad for that. But there she, she is standing in the aisle. Yeah, she stands. She wa- because on the this was when Bush was president. This was didn't matter. Yeah, she was planted herself, or at least her staffer was there until she oh. got there along the aisle because back home. People are watching TV yeah. and watching the president hey, walk look, in. there's Loretta. There's Loretta Sanchez, yeah. kissy face with whoever happens to be president. So there you go. And, uh, and what are you telling me about this? I just wanted to get to one more thing. Besides okay. the, we, we covered the Sarah Palin WTF uh, response. This is not, none of this all is right, news. All right, all right. Michelle Bachman, did you see any of that? The I tea saw party. your tea party response. Yeah. It, well, first of all, they made, you know, the, the liberals went all off on the fact that she wasn't looking at the camera. But the fact of the matter was is they had many cameras there, but only the camera, one of the cameras that she wasn't addressing was belonged to a network, was the only network that actually played the speech. So uh, she was looking at, you know, she had whatever, three or four cameras okay. there. Who knows? Anyway, CNN that was, was the only one who covered aw- it live. Kind of awkward, yeah. Yeah. CNN's coverage, you, you have somebody not looking at the camera giving a speech, and making points to somebody else in the room, which you're trying to figure uh, out exactly. Okay, so who. it wasn't exact. Okay, it wasn't. But other than that, I, uh, other I, than did that, she say anything? She other said than that the founding father. Yeah, she said a few things that were fun. Uh-huh. She said that uh, the Sputnik was the reason that that the Soviet Union collapsed. She made that sort of a, a leap. Sputnik. Sputnik. Yeah, that, that was, was the whole cause. Of that him. was the cause of the collapse mm-hmm. of the Soviet Union, and um, that the founding fathers worked hard to eliminate sa- slavery. They worked real. They were diligently working. That's why they wrote it into the constitution. That's why they wrote three fifths yeah. human yeah. being into yeah. the constitution, <laughs> and then allowed states all over. You know, most of the states in the country. Who are speechwriters? You think they have an education of any sort at all? Or they well, just- there there is some. There, you can you can find historians will, that will say the argument uh, for for making this is so perverted. I, yeah. I hate to even bring it up. The argument for making slaves three fifths human uh, because the, they were two fifths before. Because. It was a it was a step in the right direction. Yeah. No, it was that These things are gradual. Was that because what are you because about? this is how per, you got another a, fifth out of this deal. <laughs> this is how sick it is. There were at the time because there were so many slaves in 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 the country mm-hmm. that by making them giving Three fifths, them, it even things out it, giving them no in a yeah. way you're right by making them full humans under the constitution yeah. slave owners in the south would have been able to uh, assert all kinds of political power way beyond their their so well you know i'll get in trouble for saying this but wouldn't this kind of ease some of the problems with the immigration situation yeah, well, we're facing yeah, right maybe now maybe that's I mean. yeah okay so so that's how screwed up it was that, that that's actually in the equation well there were so many slaves in the country we couldn't give them all you know the, the basic rights that white uh, landowners so the, enjoyed so the forefathers <coughs> so according to Michelle Bachman, this was yeah. their tireless effort to eliminate tireless? yeah that's the word tireless? tireless without tire without tire they were trying to mm. somehow, some way, eliminate slavery by making slaves three fifths human beings. So, and what was the other one? It's fun. I'm, I'm just kind of blanking. I uh, big the, point about there. the Sputnik. Yeah, in Russia, Sputnik. <laughs> Sputnik, Russia, somehow. And and you know, why, why do people? You know, it's 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 the same old thing, though. You know, it's like why we only have two parties because it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, cheaper it's, that way. Because you have three parties, you know, the, the newsrooms would be going crazy trying to cover everything. Yeah. They need more correspondence. Well, you make it two, you have a simple competition. Yeah. Yeah. Pepsi so, so, yeah, Sport everybody Chevy. likes to 
to narrow things down of what actually happened. I know. You know, it was Sputnik that caused it. <laughs> Without Sputnik, you got a strong Soviet <laughs> Union. You throw in one satellite, you know, and, and, that and that's it. it. That was it's it. It's over. I I guess so. I I I, I could follow the the logic here, but I I will not I will not uh, do that to our audience. It would hurt. It hurts in my head to think how she got there. So that was that. <laughs> And the Republicans, uh, you know, they're still pissed about something. Um, okay, uh, well, let's just jump around a little. Arizona, Arizona, is, Arizona. Okay, uh, let's go. To, I got another one. Oh no, no, Wyoming. Okay, no, no, before Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see your Arizona and I'll raise you a Wyoming. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm going to. Would you US... consider Arizona a backwater state? Something terribly. Really off the rails has happened in Arizona, and I, I understand. I think, I think it's like you know maybe, I don't know Arkansas, Arkansas of the Southwest. Yeah, I I don't know if it's if it I, you know it's the last sort of la- that and parts of Nevada are the last real bastion of what what is the John Wayne Wild West sort of that attitude that Reagan, John Wayne, we make our own way, you know, conservative. And but perverted. I mean, there's only a few people there that are like that. Yeah, you know, the majority of the population are just going there because they can't afford homes in San Bernardino. Right, right. And yeah, and uh, yeah. So I don't know because you do. This is a lot of immigration illegals come through Arizona, so it's right in there. It's in their backyard. They they and understand that they 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 take in probably the worst hit of any state on the housing collapse. Yeah. Uh, and they have crazy, like this Sheriff Apayo, these crazy people that have been running the place for a long time. Yeah. And I think they've just kind of lost it uh, in a lot of ways. Now, they, there are a couple of liberal Democrats from, like, the college areas, but the, otherwise. Uh, congressional budge, budget. They have colleges there? They do have a couple. Congressional budget office. It's a great stadium there in Phoenix at the University of Arizona. Is it? Yeah. You've been there? Yeah. Okay. So it's right near a big red rock, you know. Ooh. So you have all this flat desert, uh-huh. and you have the stadium and a, and a rock there too. So out in the middle of nowhere, kind of rock. like there's a rock, and yeah. then there's a giant, yeah. giant stadium. It's about five by five foot wow. rock. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> uh, the Congressional Budget Office is estimating that there will be a 1.5 trillion dollar federal deficit this year. We estimate that the current. This is according to Douglas. Elmsdorf, the, they estimate that the current laws uh, remain unchanged. The budget deficit will balloon to $1.5 trillion or 9.8% of, uh, of the GDP. That would be the gross domestic product. Well, that's the important part. How does that stand right. up? How, what does that percentage stand up uh, to in, in to past? That uh, would follow, by the way, <coughs> that would follow uh, deficits of 10% of GDP and 8.9% over the last few years uh yeah, two 10%. years prior we had 10 percent. so actually yeah we've gone in, high in we've come down terms. yeah it went up to 8.9 in the last year before bush left office uh-huh. it went to 10 percent in his last budget because yeah. that this yeah. budget that we are currently living with was bush's last so budget. now it's down to nine eight now it's going back down 0.2 percent to nine point Eight percent. Ten point eight. Yeah, and it's so, the first time the three largest deficits since nineteen forty-five. So the message really is: is in real terms, the budget is getting less. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's I mean, trending. The budget is getting less, but the, uh, the deficit. The deficit. Yeah. It's trending in the right direction. Yeah. And and the Republicans, and this was something that they keep bringing up, is this huge federal deficit, and they keep talking. Well, Bush, or I mean, Obama's been in office for two years. Yeah. Why is the deficit so high? Well, George Bush left us 
with these budgets and yeah. this, these deficits. And by the way, one of the reasons, another reason is that George Bush and his administration, the whole time they were in Afghanistan and Iraq, all spending hundreds of billions of dollars, those were off the books. Those were not budgeted items. They were supplemental, they and now they are. Yeah. So that's a huge reason for the one of the. I'd be curious if you took those off the books, what the percentage of our deficit would be. Well, I do know that this eight point nine percent, which was a budget from two years ago, three. I mean, three if you're counting uh-huh. this. It was actually the first year that the uh, Democrats, who were taking control of the House, insisted that it be included. In the actual budget. So it actually went down to 8.9% when it was included in the budget. Well, it didn't go down. It had been going up. It, the reason it continued to go up was because the first year that Democrats could say so, as in the, in, mm-hmm. in the House, they said, you have to put the money you're spending on Afghanistan and Iraq yeah. in the deficit. But what you're saying is the 8.9% reading yeah. included that, yes. that uh, yes. Afghanistan budget. Yes, okay. yes. All right. Um, so the financial well, – I don't know if I want to go there. The financial panel recommendation – financial crisis panel recommends prosecutions of key figures in yeah. the in the economic collapse. Yeah. Of course, uh, the uh, the New York Times, meanwhile, reports that the panel members have concluded that the financial crisis was avoidable and caused by regulatory failure, corporate mismanagement, and Wall Street recklessness. Mm-hmm. Um, but will we see any prosecutions? That's, I guess, the, who, the next Who concluded this? I'm this was sorry. a congressional panel investigating the nation's financial crisis. And, finally. and where does this information go? It goes to some uh, – it goes into the ash heap of history. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, where it, it actually is designated. And, and how much did we pay to get this information, which we were all well aware of which about we all knew. four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Two, two years, whatever. Yes. Well, well I mean, mean, we were aware we were headed into the abyss five years ago. On everybody, this show. Yeah, yeah, everybody was denying that. And then two years ago, we were in the abyss. And now two years later, we're told, oh, yeah, recklessness. That's why we're in the abyss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All those things that yeah. those guys have been Thanks, talking Congress. about. <laughs> I mean, how many people on Weekly Signals have we interviewed before all of this happened? Mm-hmm. I can name five, four or five people, including Paul Krugman, mm-hmm. who said, this is Look coming. Out. Look out. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to get worse. Now, did they know to the extent and did they understand the very sophisticated... Um, no, but, but, but it they, was very obvious yeah. that Wall Street was out of control. Yeah. The people were making money on things that sh- they shouldn't be making money on. There was no profit. There was, there was nothing being created. It was, as they say, a bubble. Yeah. And the bubble will burst eventually. Right. And it did burst. And, and now we're being told that, <laughs> yeah, the bubble burst. <laughs> and uh, it was just like you said. Thanks very much. Thank you and very then, much. And, you know, these are the things, I believe, mm-hmm. that, that rile up folk like in the Tea Party. Absolutely. Because they hear this stuff and they say, well, duh. We want, but we want you to do something about this. We don't need another committee to to tell us what went wrong. Um, I'm, and I'm just going to follow it with a story that'll make all of the hearts and cockles of mm-hmm. uh, of our listeners warm. Now, um, did I promise you you'd get depressed, listeners out uh, there? This is going to help yeah. them. This oh, is going to help them out a lot. Uh, after this financial panel had recommended prosecution, by the way, they did recommend people be prosecuted. So this is kind of, yeah, okay, okay. That's going to happen. Oh, well, at, no, no. They'll, the, they'll pick one or two, yeah, you know. Some schlum who's the mid-level guy at Or some Goldman guy they Sachs. don't like. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
the the official government panel investigating the causes of the nation's financial uh, crisis released its final report. And this is kind of a follow-on story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Angelides, who was our yeah. one time ran for governor here in the state of California and was the Financial Crisis Inquiry Commission chair, yeah. said that the crisis was avoidable and, by the way, this is where it gets good, that all of the all of the risks in the financial system uh, that are essentially still there. Yeah. They're still all of the... This is supposed to make me happy? All of the things... That they said you caused this to happen. Yeah, the human action, the inaction, the misjudgment, the lack of regulatory oversight are still. There's yeah. really the the law, the so-called financial reform law that was passed yeah. just recently, really doesn't do anything to address the very the very real issue that has to do with the CDOs, these these uh, credit default uh, obligations, yeah. and all of the other stuff, all the wild derivatives and all of that. Doesn't do anything to do to regulate that. So. Thank you. Thank you, Financial Crisis Inquiry Commission and everyone else who follows after this, and we'll all be scratching our head 10 years from now going, what happened? Okay. So, oh, oh, yeah. We have international news. Yeah, yet? let's go to the international. Yeah. I think we've really, I think we've really knocked these people for a loop. I think they're looping now. Give me let's, something happy. I'll give you something that potentially is happy, although it wouldn't be happy for the United States. Mm. Um, apparently, uh, the, the, the uh, people in Egypt... Oh, are kind of yeah. they're a little upset, apparently. After I heard about that, after decades, oh, okay, after decades of repression, they're, they're, sending, they're sending you a teletype right now. <laughs> the the people, people of Egypt, yeah, the people of Egypt, they they uh-huh. they really respond quickly. Tens of thousands of people are gathering in the streets of Cairo. Yeah, and what is expected to right be, now? Well, actually, this was yesterday. I'm reading it as a as a present tense. It actually happened yesterday. Right now. Tens of thousands. Although I'm sure they're gathering again today. Friday. Because Friday, Friday, Friday's prayer. This yeah. is the big deal. Um, so they were. Um, they began milling and generally hanging they, around they, the streets. They were grinding grains? They were, they were milling. That's yeah. what they like to do. I had, I had no idea. Um, a number of re- uh, journalists are reporting uh, that their arrests are being made and tear gas is being flung into the crowd. Huh? Uh, and the are reports. Do they have any microwaves there yet? We ought to send them our microwaves. So that they don't have to... Heat up the crowd. Oh, heat up the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, the, the microwave, you shoot at a crowd. The crowd oh, control yeah, where you yeah, just... Yeah, that's right. Your, your body feels like it's going to catch on fire, so you run. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. the new weapon that we yeah, all, I'm, all, I'm looking forward to at the yeah. next anti-war rally. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till that till that happens. Um, so, uh, well, well, I, hear, I hear that if you, you know, like, just hold some can of butter and some... <laughs> And some flour in your mouth, it'll cook it instantly, and you'll have a little, little, little cookie. Little, little cookie right yeah, there. Yeah, a little medicinal little. side effect from this whole well, thing. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I'll, I'll Next time I go. Um, but, yeah, I love this. You could bring, like, a little TV dinner to your uh, protest. Just you, and just hold it up, it up in yeah. front of you yeah, right. as they're firing cook the microwave. Just, just by way of explanations, maybe not everyone in our audience knows, but there's a, there's new a whole new generation of weaponry that they can mm. use that's non-lethal, that, yeah. so they can they can fire that's stuff at say. you. They, yeah. <laughs> there are there's one that that's emits a sound that is so piercing and awful that people uh-huh. run from it. The, the, uh, there's then the microwave. Run, well, micro- I, microwave. I believe it's just going to broadcast our show, Mike. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Gonna be the the last four years of uh-huh. weekly signals, and they'll compress the signal down okay. into down just to our voices, just mm-hmm. the the sound of, um, <laughs> and people run 
run in terror. And then there's the one, my favorite one, although I haven't heard much about it lately. The one that it emits an odor. So Ooh. the odor one is the one I can't wait to, to experience. Well, usually those things, odors cling to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. odor is not just, you know, sound is, uh, I mean, if it does any eardrum damage, that's no good. But outside of that, mm. you can walk around and it won't cling to you. Well, like a skunk, right? Yeah, I mean, but an odor is going to, I assume, yeah. this isn't like a yeah. easy off odor. This is something that's going to yeah. ruin your nice dress that you wore to the protest. Yeah, that'll be awful. Well, uh, well I, what, I do. What, what, <laughs> I, do have, I mean, you can only imagine what it is. Well, it's hard to imagine, some but it's sulfurous. Yeah, fart. Some something, something that I don't even want to go there. I don't really. Don't and the other it. one, of course, is the microwave that we've talked. The about. Microwave, yeah, the microwave, which is really fun. And what'll happen? And I keep saying this, and I I just know it's true that all the drones that are currently parked over Afghanistan and and wherever else, yeah, Pakistan, they're coming around there. They're going to be here eventually. Eventually, no, no, we'll build our own. We'll bring them in. Well, maybe those. Yeah, you're right. Maybe not those particular. <coughs> but we'll build our own. Mm-hmm. It'll be that'll be part of the new economy, the new the forward so the future. People in Egypt, yeah, they're they're pretty upset. They got they have crowd control issues. Yeah. They're getting hosed down, and yeah. and, uh, and tear gas is being thrown into the yeah. to the uh, groups of people that are protesting the government there. Yeah. And and what are they all upset about? What's well, the problem up, there? They're upset. They they're this the thing that started it was in Tunisia, yeah. And the, in the Tunisian and the Algerian government raised the price of sugar and flour, the basic stuff, yeah. and raised the price of gasoline. And people, it was just the it was the spark that started it. And so the Tunisians basically overthrew their their guy Ben Ali, and this has set off kind of this chain reaction. All these people, the same thing, the same issues are true in Egypt. By the way, I didn't know this. Do you know how many people live in the area around Cairo? It's sort of the sub, you know, like an L.A. and Cairo sub- proper. Cairo proper in the suburbs around Cairo. Uh, it's it, it's an immense number. It's an immense number. Twenty one million people wow. live in and around Cairo, and okay. it's a mess. The infrastructure is not very good, and there's a there's a tiered, you know, the rich and the poor situation there, and they've just had it. Now Mubarak was handed power by. Um, He's the president. He's been president for 30, 35 years. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and he's made peace, essentially made peace with Israel, which is fine with us. Egypt is the second largest recipient uh, for a country in the world of U.S. foreign aid. Yeah. Israel gets the most, like five, six million. Egypt gets two billion. I'm sorry, billion. And they get two billion. So they get a lot of money from Israel us. Israel gets how many billion? Five to six. And, and Egypt gets it's, half. Gets about, much. yeah, a little less than half of that. So... This just gives you an idea on a scale of how important we think Egypt is. Yeah. It's really important because it's sort of the linchpin for us in the Middle East. It is the bulwark against a lot of bad things that could happen in the Middle East. And so all of these things are taking place. Hundreds of thousands of people are demonstrating. Remember a guy named Mohammed al-Baradai? Baradai? for I'll refresh your memory. He was the head of the Atomic Energy Commission that was looking into whether or not there were weapons of mass destruction in in Iraq. If they were developing yeah, a yeah, weapon, okay. weapon, nuclear weapon, and he pe- kept saying, "No, I mean, the, the, you don't have all the facts. They're not looking just for that. There's a lot of other things going on." And so uh, he is an Egyptian, and he yeah. is looked at as kind of a moderate. So he he's coming back to the country uh, either yesterday or today. So there's this. 
there's a sort of confrontation being set up. So I'm just kind of framing all this. It's it's only going to continue to be a real big issue. What what happens with with uh, with Egypt? Now on our side, uh, Hillary Clinton stepped up and said a couple of days ago, we completely support Mubarak. He's our guy. Let's go. She said, go win team. the future. Go take <laughs> win the future. Yeah. Win the future, Mubarak. Uh, and now things have started to heat up. She said yesterday, uh, well. We also respect universal rights. We like Mubarak, mm-hmm. but by the way, just in case you guys win, we respect universal rights. So it's it's going to be interesting to watch that dance. I'm just win play show. <laughs> win play show. Yeah. There you go. So Middle East, Middle East, Yemen, yeah, same thing. Yemen is now blowing up because they. They've Everybody's seen. blowing up, though. Eventually, you know, the, yeah. it's the blow-up cycle. It is the blow-up cycle. There's never been a time, at least in this century, where things haven't been blowing up. It, it's hard not to look at the last, since World War II, mm-hmm. or World War One, I, I should say. It's hard to not look at the world as one giant slaughterhouse. Well, Except no, I'm for... Not, a, I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. You're not. All right. Per capita, we're slaughtering less. Okay. We just just more people to slaughter. All right. Okay. Yeah, World War One. There was a pretty high percentage of the world. They got yeah, killed. yeah. It was a, pretty high. But in general, there's always something blowing up. Yeah. Yep. Well, that sound you know, is what, the what sound. What can you tell? Yeah. I mean, what can you? What can you? Um, what can you say about that kind of stuff? I don't know. I think we can. We, we can. Can we on. have a time where, where things? I guess human nature is is that we we intend to blow things up eventually. Just wait. Just wait. And we'll blow it up. <laughs> is that yeah, I, I can we yeah. Yeah, that, that I don't want to get into my philosophy. I'm not going to go there. Okay. Uh let's go to uh more Middle East, more stuff. Did are you following this uh release of the the papers, the Palestinian papers. Palestinian there was Al Jazeera got a hold of some papers that were the raw notes from the negotiations between the Palestinians and the Israelis over, I think, a ten-year period, maybe twenty. It's twenty-year period. They basically got all the notes from the negotiations. The Palestinians would go in and say, "Hey, we like this," and the Israelis say, "No, we're going to give you this." That's basically how it's been going for the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Well, this kind of this sort of these papers apparently have re- revealed that the Palestinian Authority was really quick to give over concessions to the Israelis, give them stuff, yeah. just give give them the rights to Jerusalem and to land that they didn't really, and allow them to continue to build these settlements that are technically illegal. And again, another factor in all of this Egyptian Tunisian stuff is the release of these papers, which has been exploited by leaders in the Middle East. The leaders of all these different countries use this. Palestinian Israeli issue to fire up their people and really distract them from what they're not doing. And now it comes to light that the Palestinian Authority, who's been negotiating with the Israelis, has basically done a really, really bad job. They've been in a terrible political position, but they've conceded all kinds of things. And now it looks like, well, what the heck are we doing here? What are what's the reason for us to even negotiate? So it's continuing to sort of throw gasoline on this fire of people across the Middle East. And it also casts a light on us, which is not very favorable. We're not really helping. 
by all accounts, we're not really, the U.S. isn't helping the Palestinians. We're not even a, a, an indifferent referee in this. Well, so you're saying the people in power yeah. wanted the status quo. Yeah, the, 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 the Arab leaders. The people that were negotiating yeah. wanted the status quo. The Palestinians and the Israelis. Yeah. They wanted it to stay the way it was. They were conceding things to the Israelis in these negotiations. So, but that's what they'd always but done. But that enjoyed. In other words, Israel would make as it, a... Okay, go okay. ahead. I'm just saying Israel has, has always held the upper hand. Yes, that's right. And Palestine has always conceded things. Yeah, the Palestinians. So, yeah. yeah. So the status quo, that's the status quo. And you're just telling me that they found papers that prove that the people in power wanted the status quo. Okay. I'll explain it. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, okay. Except that Israel has always made a precondition of their negotiating with the Palestinians security. Security is their issue, right? Yeah. If you can't stop throw, lobbing grenades and bombs and all that into into the state of Israel, we're not going to talk to you. Okay. So the Palestinians, in fits and starts, have basically accomplished that by and large. Yeah. Not always, and there's, of course, people who will continue to do that no matter what. But the Palestinian Authority under Yasser Arafat and continuing have yeah, pretty you, you much don't mean reigned. accomplished that, but the, you, they've agreed not to throw bombs in. Right, they have Israel. agreed, and okay. there are people within Palestinian yeah. territory who do that, but they have stopped doing that. Once they agreed on that, once the Israel has secured its borders and secured its territory, there was nothing for the Israelis to – there was no negotiations necessary. We got they got what they wanted up front, yeah. and the Palestinians are saying, "Well, we would like you to stop building settlements, and we would like you to at least recognize us as a state, let us be, you know, all the other things." And Israel said, "No, we're not going to do that." Well, this so that's what not sort of, what sort of what sort of power did Palestine? What did Palestine bring to the table? They don't. They bring just that we're an occupied territory surrounded by uh, a, an overwhelming uh, well, that's not military a good position force. to negotiate. It's a terrible from. position. But we, the United yeah. States, has always claimed we want peace in the Middle East, and we'll do whatever we can to bring peace in the Middle East. Yeah. And all we have done, at, at best case, is sat on the sidelines and let Israel essentially get away with it, while we gave them more money, propped up their economy more than anybody else in the world, probably on a scale of not well, seen we anywhere want else. In peace the world. in the Middle East, as long as. Israel's in power. Yeah. So, but we lay claim to wanting the Palestinians to have. We've been talking about a two-state solution for years, and there's not going to be a two-state solution. And these papers really lay out why that's not going to ever happen. And it is fueling this this sentiment within the Middle East that it doesn't matter. And the United States is either either indifferent. Do you think the two-state solution is really? something that we want or it's something we say oh well that's a good question i i i yeah it's kind of like win the future you know i mean yeah he wants that or you know there's a lot of things that politicians say that are just being said so that everyone calms down and and the status quo can stay in place okay so uh, all i'm saying is what what do you expect What, what did you want us to do are you shocked that I mean, you sound like, you know, I always bring up the guy in Casablanca, yeah. but, you know, I, I'm, I'm shocked that gambling is going on in this casino. I mean, this is, 
this is the way it works. Right. Except, and you're right, except in this case, it matters in the sense that the people that are in the Middle East, who in Egypt and wherever yeah. else, are now of the mind that this burning issue that is put in front of them as the defining issue of the area, of the yeah. region, that once, until we resolve Israel and its occupation and all of the rest, and the rights of the Palestinians, we can never have peace in the Middle East, and it will continue to be that way forever. And now these people are saying, it doesn't, we've been essentially, I don't know, lied is exactly the right so word. So this is all based on some papers. It, well, again, it's not just that. Again, there's a combination of things that are going on right now. There are there are people. But, but you, the, this yeah. whole thing started out. Well, they found some papers. Yeah, they were given and to they, Al Jazeera, and Al yeah. Jazeera is broadcasting the information yeah. out, that's coming out of these raw notes that have come out on and, this. And evening. these papers are a complete documentation of all negotiations that have gone on between Palestine, United States, and Israel. They are the they are the negotiations between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Yeah, I don't know, th- and there is an American component to this. There's been one particular negotiator has been there for thirty years on the U.S. side. A guy named Dennis Ross, who's been there forever. And you believe that papers alone contain all negotiation points? Papers and, and my lion eyes, I can look and see that the Israelis continue to build illegal settlements. They continue. They invaded Gaza uh, last a year ago in December, wiped out the economy, continue to, to basically devastate that area with, uh, with absolutely no – now there's no discussion about a two-state solution as far as Israel is concerned. So, yeah, I, I think that it's going to uh, – No, no, I'm just saying. The the documents yeah. themselves right. are complete. There's nothing missing from those documents that would apply to anything the United States or Israel or Palestine has ever done to try and negotiate. I'm, I'm sure that's not – sh- I'm sure what you're saying is correct. It's not everything. It's not everything. How much do you I, think it is? The things that what? What that, are the discussions between the, 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 the principles? And, and I think that that's significant. And, and I, I mean, well, I, I mean, the discussion it, between the principles are usually very guarded. That's what makes this interesting. What, what, this what is wrong. What goes on, you know, what really goes on does not take place when two heads of state sit down and meet. Right. It it happens way before then in in places that usually aren't documented. I understand. Yeah. And that if these were if these were diplomatic cables that we've talked about with WikiLeaks and they yeah. were like after the fact and they sat down and said, "Well, what does Washington want to hear or whoever?" That would be different. These yeah. are the raw notes. These are the things that were sort of in real time. Oh, I, I understand yeah. that. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. I mean, so what? Okay. I got raw notes from uh, last night's KUCI meeting. Do you think that that's all that went on in last night's KUCI okay. meeting? Okay. Well, I, I Do you? Just say no. No, and, I'm going to okay, say no course, because of there's course no, not. not the, every not uh, of you, course it can't not. all encompassing. But No, no, but it, and not only that, but it probably doesn't even get to the truth of the matter of what went on. And not that anything spectacular went on, mm-hmm. but the truth of the matter of what went on in KUCI's meeting last mm-hmm. night. I, and, I'm, and nothing went on there of importance. But you know what I'm saying? Any meeting between any two people, you get the raw notes or the refined notes or any notes, you're not going to get to the core of what went on. Not that this solves any problems, but I don't, you know, I don't want to run around with my hair on fire because I have the unrefined notes and say this is proof that the United States is corrupt and Israel is, is always, you know, screwing over Palestine. I can see that. Yeah. I don't. I don't need unrefined notes to see that. Uh, there might have been uh, negotiations going on for years and back channels between the two of them that were honest attempts 
to have uh, 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 you know uh, two well, countries there, two okay. entities apart, and and yet you know they find some notes somewhere that suggests it's not that way, and and it's an indictment, and we're supposed to run around and and curse for what and do nothing about it eventually. No, oh, no, yeah. except that the except this that, is awful. Except that the real consequences of this are that the people who live in the region who have been told over and over yeah, by the their leaders that of, this is this is well, real. Well, people will use this information as a point to to argue for one side or the other. The issue is that there is a completely asymmetrical relationship between Israel and and what exists of Pal- the Palestinian state between yeah. Gaza and the West Bank. There there's no parity on any level, economically, socially, politically, militarily. There is no it's and, it, and that apart. would probably be a first in the world if there was, given the, the yeah. positions of the two people, right. two the nations, right. or you can't call them two nations, but no. two although, groups of people. Uh, although, just real quick, uh, the, there's a number of countries in South America that are now rec- recognizing Palestine as a country yeah. and are putting supposed to be putting yeah, in, not, and that's I'm an aside. Trying, I don't, I don't, I mean, but I know to get you, aside. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, given the, I know the, the the power structure of those two entities. It would be a first if, for some reason, Israel completely recognized Palestine. But yeah, yeah, I mean, except, except, Nathan, if they if they they keep claiming that they want of a two state solution. Well, that's that's their. But it, okay, <laughs> that, that's their negotiation. I mean, what you know, be, be, like I said, you you don't expect people to tell the truth, do you? Nobody tells the truth. You know, how fast were you going? I don't know, officer. Well, it's the same thing, (laughs) except we, you know, we chuckle about that. It doesn't change. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about an arc, a story that unfolds over many, many years. And and I think you can can infer a lot from looking at a pattern of behavior. I can't look at this as anything. I'd just like to see. First of all, nothing's going to happen about this except maybe a few people will be agitated and maybe there'll be a turn of events in in palestine maybe people will throw more rocks i don't know yeah <coughs> to me that's but, a, oh, go ahead. but but you know the, what really goes on is probably out of our our reach yeah okay, well, well we can report these things right. and get agitated about them but i don't i don't really know uh other than just changing human nature in general how we get out of a situation like that where the guy that holds the upper hand is holding the upper hand, period. But, and he's not going to let it go, and uh, he's going to push that until he gets everything he wants. Right. Okay, and I just I'm going to this will be my last comment on it, and that is we United States, the government of the United States, the foreign policy of the United States for, since 1967, 68 yeah. has been to protect the state of Israel. Yes, I'm, I'm in agreement. The state of Israel, no problem at all. There should be a state of Israel. Okay, having said that. We have been their military protectorate. We have financially supported them. Well, we the have politically we said supported we were them. Well, we going to protect them All- is because we saw their geopolitical situation right. and, and knew that they were the keystone to that whole, if that's a proper word. Yeah. If we had a base there, we, we had oil. Right. And that's what it's about. Right. But, okay. And you, but you're, you're talking about the truth, don't you? Don't shouldn't there be an acknowledgement that that is what it is, and that it's and it's. And I mean, there's a component of yeah. wanting to protect the people of Israel and the, given the history and Absolutely. all of that. There's all of that, and that's a given. But at the same time, for us to pretend like we throw our hands up, we had no idea. 
We had no idea that the Israel has essentially been uh, un. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, has not been negotiating in good faith. Some of my best friends say they have no idea. You know, they'll do something that's wrong, and and you confront them with it, and they'll go, "I knew nothing about that." So that happens. I understand that, that happens all the time, and you want me to get exceptionally mad when it happens with with a country? Is that it? Well, is it you hold them in a, some you know a group of people? You hold them in higher regard than one person? I can be self delusional as well as anyone. But when it's a state apparatus and it's operating in all kinds of levels and all kinds of different situations, why does that and, make any difference? Okay, well, like, I mean, all right, I'll go. I'll make your point. Are, were the Nazis self-delusional, or did they know what they were doing? A little were of they, both, I, I would guess assume. So. Okay, all right. Well, all right. Let's. let's I don't know where yeah. the Nazis factor into. I don't know. Saying, I should have brought the Nazis. In. I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. It's just kind of humanity in general isn't. Yeah, is prone to do these things. Yeah. I understand. So when we discover that we do these things, our news agencies make an issue out of it so they can sell soap. As as if we didn't know we did these things. Okay. Well, well, in the coming weeks, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not no. saying this in a way to like, oh yeah, well I'll show you. No. I'm just all I'm saying. We'll see how this unfolds oh, yeah. and the consequences of of this and the other things that are going on in the Middle yeah, East. Yes, to me, the news in it is how this is going to affect yeah. how how. How our uh, tact on this yeah. and how everyone else is tacked on this particular lie, which is one of many lies, right. but in this one in particular, how it's turned into what? Uh, you know, the, the end of Palestine, the beginning of a new revolution. Egypt, it, it Tunisia, could. Algeria. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that it might be, might be unfolding. When, when Iran went the way it did, yeah. everyone freaked out. We didn't expect that. Yeah. So uh, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. But it's uh, by the way, just a real quick statistic: in Egypt, sixty percent of the population is under thirty years old. So these are things. This is a, a huge demographic uh, oh. that are apparently. Um, all right. Well, that's it. I don't do, know why I even brought that. Do they get MTV? They Twitter. They it's, Facebook. I'm sure they yeah. get a YouTube. I'm sure they do all the stuff that that we. They do. have a youth demographic essentially over there. They have a big youth. Now, <laughs> yeah, how, and, how does it break down under thirty? Where does where's the big bulge there? Uh, you know, I mean, is it I, I don't twenty know. to thirty yeah, in their teens? teens? Or they have a big baby boom that just happened? Uh, okay, you got me. I don't, I'm just wondering. Yeah. You know, yeah. when's this all? Because I want to go over there and and market some. stuff. Yeah, we can market know? some some soap. How about toilets? Toilets. Hmm? Well, because I, I've got I've got an end finally for you here. Okay. In Tokyo, Sega launched a series of urinal video games. I don't know if you've ever played one of these. It's great not. fun. Yeah, great fun. By installing four of the these uh, urinal video games in a metro station, men's bathrooms in a metro station. So you're apparently stand- women can't play this. You're game. standing there. Yeah, you understand yeah, why yeah, women yeah, can't yeah, play. Yeah, it. I got they're, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's more like a spray thing with them. I and I, I guess they could. There could be some sort of. Yeah. Well, they they don't have the aim. No, they don't have the aim. Plus, it, yeah, it would be tough. They'd have to have like a little panel that they could pull around in front of them if they're sitting. Yeah, it's true. But, they have to. Yeah, they yeah, have to have a little panel to watch. Yeah, but we're, it's easy for the men. It's easy. We got a target and in front of us. Plus, plus that's what it is. The urinal has a little target in it. It does have a target. Yeah. Oh, so it's in the urinal itself. In the urinal. So, well, there's a screen above the urinal, oh, and then there's a target inside the urinal. Got it. So you're so, aiming. So you're not only aiming, but but it can determine the uh, the speed and the uh, intensity of the urine okay, flow. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a horse, 
<laughs> you know, I mean, you yeah. could you could really I go like at this send, game as yeah. long as you can aim right. Well, this plus for some for people like me, yeah. I I don't like to look around. I like to look. I like to look straight ahead. Yeah. I don't really want to be looking at people. Why not? Well, I just don't. I just think it makes just makes me a little uncomfortable. I don't. You know, I don't want to be looking around. Just so this is perfect. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, and uh, just for what it's worth, among the toilet games, mm-hmm. the names of them mm-hmm. are mannequin piss. Okay. Okay. Splashing battle. <laughs> okay. The North Wind. Well, I don't know what that's about. That I, I think that's that's something entirely different. But apparently that and the sun and me. 